Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Hello, dear listeners. Deep in the heart of the Virginia mountains stands an ancient stone church. In the stone over the portals of the building are cut these words, This church was built by God-fearing inhabitants of this place as a token of their love for the holy gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These are the words of Clarence E. McCartney, a Presbyterian minister in the USA from about a century ago. And what he said about the building of that mountain church is no doubt true of many church buildings erected through the ages. People do want to show their love for the gospel by building places where they can hear that gospel proclaimed to them. The Apostle Paul certainly showed his love for the gospel of Jesus Christ on his many journeys throughout Asia Minor. One day he picked up his quill and he addressed the letter to all those in Rome who are loved by God and are called to be saints. You read that in Romans 1 verse 7. It could be that because of his frequent failures to get to Rome, there were some who thought that he was reluctant to come there to preach the gospel. And so the apostle hastened to write them this letter where we find our text for today. These words, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. I'm happy to see some translations include that little word for at the beginning of our text. It gives us Paul's reason as to why he took great joy in the gospel, the very good and glad tidings of the word of God. No, says Paul, I'm certainly not reluctant to come to you, for, as he said in the verse prior, I'm obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks. That's why I'm eager to preach the gospel also to you who are at Rome. Paul had reminded his readers right at the beginning of his letter that God had set him apart for the gospel of God. And so he was eager, as he also said, to reap some harvest among you. In saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, Paul wasn't just stating a cold, hard fact. He was actually breaking out in song and praise. Praise for the glory of the gospel. Praise for the wonder of God's living word. That word gospel was well known in Paul's days. Did the emperor win some important battle? Was he about to hold a procession with the victorious general at the head of his troops? Heralds, messengers would go out to announce the news of that victory and that procession, and that news was called gospel. And yet Paul wasn't speaking about that gospel and any gospel, but the gospel, the very glad tidings about the victory of God's Son. His victory over sin and death on Calvary's cross, his resurrection from the dead. It was that message which Paul was commissioned to bring to the nations, including Rome. So, 
Why was he not ashamed of this good news? It was, he says, because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. That's a very strong reason, even as that word he used for power is a very strong word. It speaks of spiritual power and energy. It's the word from which our English words dynamic and dynamite are derived. And that energy has equipped people throughout the years for service to God and to one's fellow human beings. With that kind of service which is pleasing to God and is rewarded by Him. But can a word or words really have such power? Can they inspire, motivate, and direct people's lives? Oh, yes. Think of how the late President John F. Kennedy's words Ask not what the country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country, resonated in the hearts and the lives of many American citizens. Think of the words of those news broadcasters back on June the 6th, 1944, announcing, The Allies have landed in Normandy. It was reason for bountiful optimism and for dancing in the streets, For hearing those words, many people said, Surely this signals the end of the war. And yet there have been other statements, other announcements, which have had a wonderful spiritual effect on people. I think of those statements that the reformer Martin Luther once nailed on the door of the Castle Church in Wittenberg, Germany a door that did double duty as both a bulletin board and an entrance into the building. Many of those statements had to do with the indulgences that Rome was peddling then. One of Luther's statements said, The true treasure of the church is the most holy gospel of the glory and the grace of God. Luther was instrumental in God's work of returning the church to its foundation, the gospel of Jesus Christ. For people's lives had been caught in a seemingly never-ending snare of rituals and superstitions, while the Bible lay unknown and unused, since it could only be read by people who knew Latin. Paul, however, proclaimed that gospel far and near, For it testified to the righteousness of God, that is, His right and His claim to the lives of those who by grace through faith believed in Him. Luther, like Paul, had learned to know that grace which is nothing else but God's gift of undeserved and amazing favor. This gospel which I pray will not be sitting on your bookshelf unused, is far more reliable, far more powerful than the most prominent words and promises of mere mortal human beings. It is the power of God. It is, like the prophet Jeremiah once wrote, like a hammer that breaks a rock. It can break through the most hardened opposition. But not only that, it is a most powerful light on one's path, says the psalmist in Psalm 119, 105. That's wonderful, for there is a lot of darkness in the world, and there are all kinds of 
pitfalls and obstacles. God's Word doesn't only show us how to avoid these pitfalls and these boulders, but it directs us to Jesus Christ, the only Savior. It is the Word of the living God who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Romans 4.17 That gospel is resistant to decay. It's not tainted and unreliable. For God doesn't speak out of both sides of his mouth. His word doesn't lie. It's true gold and not fool's gold. Talk about an effective word. It's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. It broadcasts salvation, which includes the forgiveness of your sins and mine. And so it is a life-giving, life-sustaining word. It spells peace and joy. It's hope, sure hope for today and tomorrow. Paul says in effect, How could anyone be ashamed of this gospel? He says, I'm not ashamed how he took hold of me with that gospel, though I was once his sworn enemy, breathing slaughter, murder after Christ's followers. Paul had come to know Christ as God's own Son, the only Savior who gave his life as a ransom for many. He'd come to rejoice in his great love for straying sinners, for skeptics, doubters, self-sufficient people who think they can make it on their own. He knew and he wanted others to know that if you believe in him and his word, you will never have to go and hide your head in shame because you do believe. Dear listeners, what a power the gospel is. With it, Christ cast out legions of demons. With it, he brought whole cities to their knees. It's his word, his tidings with which he tractors people out of what is the kingdom of darkness, the devil's domain, and he plants them instead into his kingdom of light. It's universal good news to everyone who believes. Yes, it was intended first for the Jews, for they were God's special covenant people. And yet long before God had promised, it was also intended to go out to the nations. Well, let us then believe. Believe the gospel and put it into practice in your personal lives, in speaking, in educating your children, as well as in your business dealings. You will surely be blessed if you do. Do not be ashamed to declare God's name and his fame to others. And so rejoice in him and his word always. Amen. And thanks so much for listening today.